Welcome back to a special edition of Coming Up Winners. I am your host, Jason McIntyre, joined by Mr. Toronto Raptors, Sean Hurley. He, a producer for The Undisputed. He's been on several podcasts lately. Uh, he's been hitting pretty well. Hit a bit of a, a rough patch here in the series, nah. as we all tend to do. I was struggling early. I've, I've gotten the side right the last three games. But now that Kevin Durant is done for the season, I think we could definitely dive into Game 6 here, which is Thursday night. We're recording this Wednesday morning in L.A. A lot of movement on the side, Sean. Yeah. Opened at about 4 in the desert. I'm seeing 2.5 now. Uh, A lot of Raptors tickets out there. Sean, do you want to decipher what... When you hear side moving down toward the Raptors, a lot of Raptors tickets... Your thoughts? If I had a dollar for every time I heard, the wrong team is favored in this game, I would have enough to get me out of the debt that this finals has caused me. It hasn't been that bad. I nailed game one right before. (laughs) I think the last time I was on that podcast or this podcast. So uh, ever since then, not as great. But hey, we just got to close the deal. And all that, those futures will come in. We'll be all right. Yeah, I, I said on Lock It In and Clay Travis to lit me up for it that you know, the time to make your money gambling on the NBA or even NFL, for me, is the regular season, right? There's way more games. Yeah. Uh, the lines aren't as tight. You know, during the NBA regular season, Sean, there's NFL happening, college football, uh, college basketball. Like, it's easier to, I think, make some hits. And the lines are tight here. I, tight. I, I, I don't feel like there's as much value on the side. I don't think there's ever value in, like, a championship series. No, you know, I mean, a, or, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, there's also nothing more dangerous than betting on NBA regular season. You have no idea who this is, is at Tootsie's till yeah. 6 a.m. and all that nonsense. But The South Beach flu yeah, uh, exactly. is, is a thing. So, I don't know. With Durant out, we don't have word on Kevon Looney. He wants to play, but I don't think he's been cleared yet. Just that bizarre injury where he allegedly can't lift his arm, but then he can go out and play 15 minutes. I, I don't know what to make of that. Kevon Looney, questionable with paralysis of all of his limbs. Yeah, but yeah he, might play. Uh, he played 18 minutes in game five, plus four coming off the bench, four points, three rebounds. I, I, he's a factor when you know that there's no Durant, because if Looney's out, that means big minutes for Bogut. And big minutes for DeMarcus Cousins. Last time Cousins had a good game, he bounced back with an unplayable, oh right? Yeah. I mean, it was a nightmare. Three turnovers in the first minute. Kept Toronto in the game. Yep. Yeah, he was terrible. Now, of course, game four. Uh, I'm sorry, game five. Cousins was very good, 14-6. and six. I mean, he had a bunch of big shots. Besides, But it also looked like he had bet... Toronto plus one yeah, for the listen, way he was behaving the last Nick couple Nick Nurse realized, oh, let's put him in the pick and roll, and he cannot stay with Kyle Lowry, your boy. And Cousins, by oh. the way, one of four from the foul line. Uh, liability he, there. You can almost see him doubting himself and overthinking, like just from his facial expressions. He so, is just a mess. So given that, uh, Durant gone, Looney questionable, I don't, I, I don't want to play amateur psychologist here and get in the head who does this impact more, Warriors or Raptors? But somebody smart said this to me yesterday. For earlier in the series, the Warriors could have been looking at, hey, we're going to get KD back. We're right. going to get KD back. And they were playing as if he's coming to save the day. With him now gone, do they take on the tone of that game six against the Rockets where they went to Houston? We don't have KD, right? And maybe there was a little letdown from Houston and the Warriors went off and, and almost led wire to wire, won that game. No KD to come in and save the day. 
do the Warriors play with that game six mentality? That's, I think to me that's the question because after the game, you didn't hear a single word about game six. All they were asking about was KD and Bob Myers fake crying and Steve oh, Kerr refusing to take crying. any blame for anything. I'm the head coach, but I have no power. Yeah, okay, ask the GM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, God. But like they look, all you saw was like a, a Steph fist pump, a Clay understated fist pump, and they kind of just walked off the court. Draymond got the games. Never, no one will ever get less credit for a game-saving block than Draymond Green because for some reason in this country we just love to pick on people that don't look very uh, athletic. And Mr. Just, Kyle Lowry. Oh, I'm sure an NBA player hit the side of the backboard. Let's get all your Carlton memes out there. Like, are you <laughs> kidding me if you think an NBA player would miss a shot that badly? Like, come on, people. Be better than that. It's a four- or five-time All-Star. It was an incredible Lowry. play by Draymond. Not only did he yeah. not get enough credit for when he told Andre Iguodala to double-team Kawhi. He told him the exact moment to to leave and and hedge on Kawhi and then somehow got around Gasol, who didn't know whether to, um, you know, to box out Draymond or cut for an easy layup, which I thought would have been the play. Uh, but that was just an incredible play. And it, it, that's what scares me about the Warriors. It's like there wasn't – I know they were worried about Durant, but it wasn't some like, oh, my God, how do we do this? It was just like we're the champs. We got it done. The execution down the stretch, Clem passing, oh. all this Nick Nurse timeout. I mean, I get it. He, he made a bad decision. Yeah. He's have, he's pitching a perfect game in the playoffs. Give the guy a break. To execute on three straight possessions like that with that kind of ball movement, where hot potato Iguodala back to Draymond over to Clay, while Kawhi Leonard decided to have the worst mental lapse defensively oh, I've ever seen him have. Mm. I mean, I had to just tip my cap and be like, my God, as much as. I think Vegas overvalued the Warriors as much as I think that without KD, it's pretty clear they're pretty far inferior to Toronto. Like, you can't underestimate that mental edge of having done it. And mm-hmm. they just seem like, oh, this is what we do when it when our backs are against the wall. And I'm terrified that they finally play a good home game in game six. Uh, two notes. So you mentioned Draymond and his genius, and he was genius. Picked up another technical. I will say he's had a disappointing series. I'm not trying to— Very disappointing. Yeah. He hit the under on his points, rebounds, assists. Right. I didn't bet it for Game 5. Toronto's uh, also shown that they know how to build a wall and defend any yeah. explosive rim attacker who doesn't have a consistent jump shot, a.k.a. Giannis. <laughs> if Draymond gets a technical in Game 6, he will not play if there's a Game 7. Oh. I think that matters. Yeah. I, I think it does psychologically. He's had some foul issues, and, and again, no Durant. And the second point is Kawhi Leonard getting a big pass— Big from pass. the media Big and pass. social media about oh Kawhi Leonard, uh, one of the greatest postseason players ever. That could be true. He was garbage, garbage in Game Five until that stretch late. I was um, honestly calling like half of it was me trying to reverse jinx it, which I always do. <laughs> but, but I wanted him out of the game for a stretch. He was playing that badly. Fatigue? Where, no, just bad decision making. My, five, my, five turnovers. He 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 hasn't quite mastered the balance of when to take over. And and when he does pass, it always feels a beat late. Uh, Like, he didn't um, anticipate the double team. And so then he's like, oh, I got to pass. And that's when he's throwing it away. And that's when he's underestimating the length and hands of the Warriors. I remember one day he tried a bounce pass to Gasol. And I'm like, you don't throw a bounce pass Uh, to a big man. And it's just an easy strip. Um, But no, I totally agree. He was obviously, game four, he was so good. It almost... It almost counts as like playing three good games because he was that good in game four. But for his standards, four out of five games, incredibly subpar. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to kill Kawhi, but no. nine of 24, at one point he had more turnovers than baskets heading oh, into the fourth quarter. Bad. And, and listen, at home, 
closeout game to win the title. He's been bad. Another guy getting a massive pass is Pascal Siakam. Here's a fun fact I haven't heard. He has not made a three-pointer since game one. 0 for 12 since game one. He's starting to look like he did in that series against Philly where he's just terrified. And I don't want anything other than open corner threes, which he's missing. It's like the Siakam coaster. He looks like the the greatest player on earth after game one, and then you're like, oh, and that. Maybe it's a buy time on Siakam. He's a young player. He's doing exactly. I'm not disappointed. I just, this is what I expected from him. In their two losses, he's 11 for 33 shooting, 0 for 7 on threes. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to say they go as Siakam goes. That's crazy. But if he's if he's not you're giving you twenty, then you got to count on Lowry. Oh, yeah. um, and Lowry only one of six from deep in last game. But although he was tremendous oh, in the God. lane, Lowry was just he was almost perfect on that just, stop fadeaway. I wonder if Boogie Cousins is having dreams of Lowry oh, and, and Van Vliet just running circles around him. Uh, but that's another reason why I was frustrated with Kawhi. Like any time Van Vliet or Lowry penetrated, collapsed the defense, you kick out. To an open shooter or the little, you know, Lowry does that um, that old Steve Nash move I like where they run the baseline and all of a sudden Ibaka's right there for a little little jump hook in the lane. Uh, Ibaka, out of his mind good in this series. Very huh. impressed. He, like, I, he always has one game a series where it's like, oh my God, Serge Ibaka. Yeah, he's game doing seven, that every night. Game 7 Philly. Um, there was one of the games in, against the Bucks, But he's doing it the last three, four games now. And uh, shout out to Fred Van Vliet, I have to say. I don't yeah. remember a turnaround this significant. It's impossible. He was unplayable, unplayable against the Bucks in the first two games. They couldn't hit anything. No, against Sixers. Sixers. Even worse. Sixers even worse. And in this series, since basically the birth of his kid, every shot that he puts up, I think, all right, that's going in. Yeah. I mean, that's where he is. He's in the zone. Three of six from deep. Last game, 11 points. I, I just... I know I don't want to get too into the X's and O's, but I feel like this is going to be a Quinn Cook game. We need to see more Quinn Cook. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to go small. Uh, I, I convinced sportsbooks.fanduel.com to put up a Quinn Cook prop for points, and they have added it. Four and a half. Uh, quick tangent here. I'm all over the over four and a half points. This would be a significant play for me. Basically, yeah, that's like two it. baskets when all he's doing is shooting threes. Yep. Um, and when you look at the end of the game— they were essentially swapping out Igudala on offense because he's such a liability. Mm-hmm. I know he can make big shots, seemingly only against the Rockets and and that clutch shot right. uh, against. Um, I think it was Game Two against Toronto. But to me, Quinn Cook is going to be the guy if they throw a triangle in two, which they did. Yep. The box in one, you have to have Quinn Cook on the floor. Only played twelve minutes in the last game. I think he's got to be an eighteen minute guy. In this one, is that an overreaction on my part? Not at all. I like Quinn Cook. I think they made a mistake after uh, Game Two when he had a great game, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, we know Quinn Cook can play." You know, he's Draymond said he should be our um, our Patty Mills, and it's like, uh, what? That's I, a bit I like much. Quinn, Quinn Cook is a very smart player. He went to Duke, won a title at Duke. Um, you know, just an my type of player who's an overachiever doesn't get the limelight, but is just not a not scared to step into a three, which we've seen. Um, but with guys like that, it's almost better to, to keep doubting them and keep that chip on their shoulder yeah. and be like, "Don't pump oh, them up." Yeah, you don't want to pump them up and get them thinking like, "Oh, I'm you know I'm I'm part of the core here." All right, so side here, do you like? The Raptors or Warriors at any uh, two and a half, three, three and a half, and la- and the other question I would ask: Do you think there's some dummying in the market going on where people are coming in smaller bets uh, early in the week on the Raptors and they're going to come in heavy on the heart of the champion Warriors right before tip off? I think that 
that will happen. From what I'm, from what it seems like, the majority of the tickets are on Toronto plus mm-hmm. three, plus three and a half, plus two and a half, whatever you get it at. But um, one of the Caesars uh, sportsbooks managers was was saying today that all, a lot of the money is on Golden State money line, uh, which again, I I think I even said it before game one. I think Vegas has they. It's it's crazy to even like question Vegas sometimes, but sometimes they do handicap they a series them. wrong, and I think they clearly did. They either had bad info on Durant or didn't realize. That uh, either way, without Durant, nothing, without like... Durant, this was crazy to make Golden State that much of a favorite. Uh, and I thought the same thing after Game Three with when uh, Clay's out, and they're like, "Nope, Warriors are still favorite." Like those are the ones, the lines that are so crazy, and everyone's like, "Oh, I gotta take." Toronto, and that's usually my bread and butter to be like, eh, Vegas knows something. They were dead wrong in Game Three. That was brutal watching <laughs> the team I've been I've been preaching for all year play their best game, and I'm on the other side. That was that was miserable. Um, but at some point, it's like I've I've doubted them before the series. I doubted them after Game Three, and they're still favoring the Warriors. Like at some point, Man. they have to be right about something. You they have to look, know something. You could look at it as the Warriors have two wins in the series where they held on for dear life in the final minute. Oh my God! Like, barely. Um, they did rally. I know with about two minutes left. They've uh, won four quarters out of twenty. Yeah, it's tough That's, for me. If I'm giving out a side, it would be Warriors money line like half a unit. I'm, not I do not ma- feel yes. big confidence. Not to here. mention Toronto three and zero at Oracle this year, including the regular season. Can av- that continue? By an average of 15.7 points. They're not just winning at Oracle. They are embarrassing them. Okay, on to the uh, total. Looks like it opened around 213.5, down to 211. I would lean to the under here strictly from a familiarity standpoint. We're now five games in. Okay, you know Fred Van Vliet. You can't leave him open. You know what Danny Green's going to be, Siakam. I think... I don't want to give Steve Kerr too much credit. I wonder if he's starting to figure it out a little bit. And we see a defensive showcase where it's like a 99-97 type nail-biter here. As opposed to, uh, you know, an offensive showcase. I like the under as well. Um, But I would think of it more as a... Toronto's defense factor and the tight butthole factor. The what? The tight butthole factor. The sphincters are going to be tight. Let's be real. Which side or both? Most no Toronto Golden State. What Golden State has nothing to be tight about. Is it a house money situation? It is a house money situation for them. Everyone is bearing them. Oh, this, this the distraction of this Durant stuff. No one's even like I said. No one's even talking about Game Six. All they have to do is just prove. You know, it should fire up Steph Draymond Clay to be like to prove that. They can still be champions, you know, without without KD, because that's the million dollar question right now. So I don't think they're going to be worried at all. But I think Toronto. I was very disappointed in Toronto's defense early in Game Five. Uh, I thought the whole Durant angle just rattled them. They didn't know who to cover. Their rotations were all off. Um, you know, somehow letting Steph Curry come around a screen for a wide open three. And credit to him, I've been very critical of Steph. Biggest shot of his career by far, I think you'd have to say. That game tying three in game Biggest game five. Just three. because, to his credit, the Warriors have been so good that he doesn't need to hit clutch shots because they're never behind. You right, know? no, <laughs> the no. Yep, yeah, there's tight. probably, yep, I would agree um, with that. But no, I, it's been, like, I just thought Toronto was a little bit slow having a 3-1 lead in Game 5. They weren't quite closing out like they would. They weren't quite being as physical. And uh, those are the things Nick Nurse hates, and it will get them ready for, for Game 6. So I, I would agree. I think uh, – I'm not sure either team gets to 100. Um, 
And if there's a game seven, it's going to be like first to 60. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be like yeah, yeah. total war. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so let's move on to player props uh, where I, I I don't know. The reason I'm betting player props, and, and Andrew Lynch a couple weeks ago asked, is there strategy to this? Are you throwing darts? And I'm basically going, listen, for most of the mid-tier players – they go on the Pascal Siakam roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Right. Awesome game, down game. Right. Now, uh, I've been a little wrong about Marcus Gasol in the series, your <laughs> guy. I know you love defending him. Ugh, I'm not going to fade him here because uh, I don't know who's going to guard him. And right. I don't like Boogie Cousins on him at all. Um, I do wonder if – is this a Danny Green game Ugh. or a non-Danny Green game? I'm seeing 7.5 right now as the over-under, but it's juiced. If you want the over, minus 125. Last time Danny Green was at Oracle, he had his monster game. If the juice is on the over, that's the one thing I would love to quit. I've been trying to write, to predict Danny Green. I was writing game three. I actually bet his adjusted over when he had to – just because, like, you know he's going to have one – There was a Danny Green Crazy game, yeah. five, three games. That's probably the only one. Um, honestly, if I'm Nick Nurse, I'm considering starting Van Vliet in game six. Really? Because they started in the last two halves in the yep. third quarter – and last three, I think, actually. Last three, yeah, maybe. Yeah. You might be right. Um, but why wait? Why wait to get the best Steph defender out there, A? And B, having two guys that can handle the ball and get in the paint the way I just praised Lowry and Van Vliet for doing, mm-hmm. why not start? Because the Raptors absolutely need to start fast or else it's going to get scary. Well, they started slow in game four. True, and able to but come they back. weren't a one win away from oh, li- lifting a See, now this is interesting. I didn't realize this. Green... Even though Van Vliet started the second half, Green played the most minutes he had in the series in his last game. 33 minutes, only four points. Last two games, he's three for 15 shooting, one of 11 from deep. The problem with Danny Green and guys that are just that just have the, sh- the three-point shot in their offensive game. And he's been rebounding. He's been defending. He does other intangibles yep. that keep him on the court. But, like, game six, Milwaukee, he misses his first three, and it just takes the air out of the crowd. And yeah. I think, I think it, the, the team's confidence kind of goes the way Danny Green goes sometimes. If they're like, oh, Danny's hitting shots, it loosens them up. When he's missing shots, all of a sudden Lowry's like, man, they need my offense. All of a sudden Mark's like, they need my offense. Um, so... <sighs> How about this? How about this one? Norman Powell, twelve minutes, yep. two points. I thought he showed well defensively, yeah, uh, and he was playing down the stretch, which was a little surprising. So the two games Norman Powell's played the most minutes: twenty-one minutes in game two, they lost; twelve mm-hmm. minutes in game five, they lost. I don't know if there's a That's correlation all because there. Of Danny Green, yeah. It's all those are two terrible Danny Green games where Nurse says, "Oh, Danny's unplayable because he's not hitting shots." So let's get Norm a try. And uh, Nurse, I've noticed he'll. If he likes what he sees in Norman's eyes, he plays him 20 minutes. If he doesn't, it's like six minutes and out. So, so okay, so going off the roller coaster, where are you on Siakam now? I do believe, yeah, I think he's down a tick. He's at 17 and a half over under. Oh, that makes me love the under. And the under, but the under's minus 105. Right. So I would also lean 17 that. 17 feels so low. People are going to take the over. People are going to take the over. So where? So it sounds like we we both really like the under in this game overall. And now we're looking at Siakam under, Danny Green yep. under. Um, I think, it, do you have an over that you like? Yeah, Lowry. Uh, I think Lowry's been a stud the past three games after a, a rough. I think he played game, game one. Uh, he didn't shoot well, but I thought he, he had a really good floor game. Uh, game two is a disaster. The fouls, 
awful. Hey, fouls um, have been an issue for that's him. Just I know does. you he think has, that he has the one game are... where, where he looks like the worst player on the planet, which makes everyone freak out and think he's, you know, the worst All Star of all time. Um, no, but then quietly, yeah. his stats always seem to creep up to what it what it should be. And again, he's just a player that you don't need to. Um, you know, just look at his shooting number. He's never going to be an efficient shooter. Like, he's he just does other things. Um, but the whole better on the road thing has been a little overplayed, which is why I liked his over at home the other day. Um, but I, I, I do think he is – he's just – the Warriors have shown that, like, they have no – answer for Van Vliet and Lowry getting in the paint and as long as he keeps doing that and making the right decisions which I always trust him to make right decisions I I see that going over so interestingly like Danny Green remember he was super hot from three in game three Kyle Lowry game three five of nine on threes since then one of ten yeah so now you're looking at Green and Lowry struggling from deep in the last two games is that something about a Kerr change I, I, I don't under I mean that doesn't bode well for the, for the Raptors. Raptors if are both getting those every guys, shot they want. It's just a matter of whether it goes in or not. Make or miss league. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, I hate so, saying that. It's so overplayed, yeah. but I joke about it because on Undisputed, we do 20 minutes, you know, we do three hours on a game, and I always make the <laughs> joke. It's like, oh, wait, which team made more threes? And then team won? Okay, next. And after this, you know, it's, sometimes, sometimes it is that yeah. easy So to the break two games the Warriors have won, they've hit, I believe, 40% right. from three. And the Raptors have had bad ones. Can the Raptors have a third, uh, a second straight really bad game from three? Absolutely. Again, uh, maybe the only bigger cliche than make or miss league is the closeout game is the toughest. That fourth win is the toughest. But it's true. I mean, they're in, they're in the building. I, I joke about this whole last game at Oracle, this mystique of Oracle. They make it seem like it's Madison Square Garden. Like no one knew yeah, what Oracle was Oracle more than five, five years ago. ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, that, that there's that pressure is real. Where you start hearing the whispers, oh, they're putting the champagne on ice. They're put, you know. I think they probably had the champagne. They did have the champagne on ice in Game Five, wow. and you start to think about it, and that moment is right there. So of course, I do think you know that the whole Raptors narrative has changed as far as, but they still do have their moments where Gasol starts hesitating and wondering. He's such a cerebral player that he's like. Are the odds of me hitting this shot versus giving it to Kawhi better? And he just thinks too much, and he thinks too much. Um, so, again, I, I, I do think they're going to get a little tight. It might might wait until the second half because I, I do think they're going to get off to a better start and realize that they blew game five. Um, you know, I'm start, I'm list, thinking back to what you said earlier about the, the tight sphincters, okay? So, in game four... I believe it was where. How many times uh, no, can we game, say sphincter? Uh, on a podcast? I don't know. Game maybe it was game three. Whenever Green and Lowry went bananas from three, middle of the series, you know, no real pressure. Now sure. you're at Oracle, game six. Yeah, I think they're going to be deferring to Kawhi. So I agree. Do, do you look to Kawhi, uh, Kawhi over, over yes. thirty-one and a half? Yes. Okay, Curry's at thirty-two and a half. Uh, that's a tougher one because. If Nick Nurse is going to say one guy is gonna, cannot beat us, it cannot be Curry, it cannot be Clay. I definitely like Clay under under twenty three and a half. Because, just because I was all over Clay under Game Five and couldn't have been more wrong. Because Game Four, you're like, well, that was fading some of the the narratives out there. Exactly. Right? Game Four, it's like, okay, he's back, he's on adrenaline. Everyone's going to be like, oh, you know, he's going to be hobbling. That's when it's like, he's, he's, he's going to shoot better and, and show us that he's, he's healthier than we think. Then I thought he'd come back to reality game five, a couple more days, let that yeah. hamstring, you know, see how it responds to game four. The guy's just, he okay. terrifies yeah, me. Yeah, here are the numbers on Clay Thompson in the series. This is, I don't think, and I joked uh, that, like, he's in the MVP discussion in the series, despite sure. missing a game. 
Sean, 52% field goal shooting, 57% on threes. What he did in game two, I was like, to keep them, the fact that the Raptors weren't up by 15 at halftime of game two, it was all because of Clay Thompson right. and a couple, was bombing. couple questionable uh, oh, whistles that led to like 35 Last free throws. two games, Clay Thompson, since coming back from the injury on threes, 13 of 23. That's he, about 57%. He's he, not missing. I swear to God, when he, he's the only player, and I, it's no disrespect to Steph, but I'm never like, my heart doesn't sink when he puts up a shot, when Steph puts up a shot. When Clay puts up a shot, it just feels like, he's terrifying, and that's how I evaluate you know players sometimes. It's like how scared. Is it I crazy am. to think he's in the MVP discussion? No. Curry is averaging thirty-two a game. I know you're not Mr. Curry. I, I'm a big Curry fan. What he did in game. <laughs> remember, Clay's playing defense against the likes of Lowry and Kawhi. Yeah. A little Siakam, then coming down and having to have no room for error missing. Because here's my question: If you think he goes under twenty-three and a half, where the hell is the scoring coming from? That's that's why I'm. I think this. Everyone's burying the strength in numbers. That's been the joke. Like, strength in numbers. There's, they're what still numbers? using this mantra. Exactly. <laughs> Igudala so, getting 12 points? So, uh, you know, how the contrarian in me thinks, as soon as we're ready to bury that, guess what? Quinn Cook shows up. Who knows if they dust off Jarebko's Oh, no, Jarebko. Like, I mean, if he can give you eight points, that's yeah. all you need. A couple possessions. Quinn Cook had two really good possessions in the fourth quarter. I think he had a three and made, like, a good assist. Right. No one's more due than Iggy. My God. Iguodala. Like, I know he's hurt, but, he's like, still, it hurt, being that hurt doesn't make you, like, sh- he's missing shots worse than what everyone thought Lowry missed the game winner was yeah, yeah, before yeah. they realized Draymond blocked it. So we gave out, we mentioned a bunch of props. I will just uh, narrow it down. I like Quinn Cook over four and a half. Uh, I mean, if you can, if you can text me where you found that, that would be sportsbook, fantastic. Sportsbook. <laughs> okay. Sportsbook.fanduel.com. Oh, uh, they right. have the player props. Um, I, I would agree with you. Kawhi over thirty-one and a half. Yeah. I like Curry over thirty-two and a half. I know it's a gigantic number, but if you think the Warriors are going to win this game. He's. I don't see how they win when he scores twenty five points. Right. I, it's just uh, that one's thirty two is a big number. I would number. stay away from it. it just feels stay so basic. Step. There's nothing more basic than Steph or over, especially with if Nurse. You know, if Danny misses his first couple shots, you're getting thirty five minutes at least from Van Vliet, who has been very good on Curry. I think. Uh, I think we'll go back to Siakam seventeen and a half under. It maybe under. it's in his head. Under. Oh, for his last twelve on threes. Yep. Um. And I guess the last one would be Danny Green under. The problem with Green is he's going to get a look in the first minute. If he hits that, mm-hmm. he's on his way probably to seven and a half. He only shoots threes. The guy doesn't do th- twos. He doesn't get to the line. You might be better doing your long shot. You know, Danny Green makes the first three. Because yeah. it always seems, every game, it's like he gets a chance. And if it goes in, yeah. he's going to have 15. If it doesn't, he's going to have three points and play 16 minutes. Uh, just to remind people, you can get screwed on first Basket, because sometimes they count that as free throws. Oh, so that was look for first <laughs> field goal, and I would say first field goal. Um, I would say Lowry, Gasol, and Green would have to be the bets. Yeah, Mark. They Raptors. also give Gasol. They always give him an early shot. Oh, Again, definitely. if he makes it, he's he's putting up eighteen. If he misses yeah. it, it's probably six points. Um, and I I don't know who the Warriors would look to get hot early. Um, it's uh, Clay. Why not? The two games they've won, or I guess not the last game, but game two, again, they were just like, he was hitting shots where his feet were pointing the other direction. Yeah. It was like... The I'm guy, excited for game six. It's going to be great. I, I I was major excited for Durant's return. Just any quick thoughts on Kevin Durant's return 
Um, yeah. Are you blaming the Warriors, first of all? And second of all, do you think this impacts the free agency stuff? I don't think it impacts the free agency stuff. I mean, if you're if you're the Knicks and you've been this miserable and you're nitpicking the age of a guy. No, and, no, and I don't think there's any back, nitpicking. That's I silly. That's all. Um, it's the Warriors' fault, sure, but it's also overblown. I mean, you saw the dance he did in the tunnel before. Yeah, he his, was his, good. His Achilles kind of exploded doing yeah. that stupid dance. Yeah. He's doing 360s. He's dunking pregame. Like, injuries just happen. Like, it's not like... I, I just think everything. We, uh, there is the we argument. Over, we over everything's overblown. Every, like it, it is possible that he wasn't. It's obvious that he wasn't 100. percent wasn't close to 100. percent But it is possible that they're like, hey man, it's up to you. And he's like, it's the finals. I'm going to give it a go. I'm getting some blowback because team. it really, if you're Durant, you're pissed off at Kavon Looney, who's just like, no, I'm going to play yeah. with no arms. But it's, I mean, you can play with no arms <laughs> if you're Looney. I, I mean, guess, yeah. you know, you can't. I, uh, my only thought on on the Durant situation, like, it, it kind of goes both ways, if that's a bit of a cop-out. Like, the Warriors clearly needed him. They played in game four right. as if, like, well, we don't have Durant, it's over. Yeah. And I do wonder on Kerr, he played, like, nine minutes in the first quarter, and he was awesome, Amazing. 11 points. incredible. And then they put him back quickly in right. the second quarter. I'm like... That, no minutes restriction? Like, what are you going to play? This yeah, guy 35 minutes coming right. off the calf? My counter to that would be, like, you don't want... Guys with injuries sit tighten too up. Long, yep, that's a fair. Up. That's you can put him on the bike right. on the sideline. I don't know. But the fact, like he, and credit to him, the guy is just an the assassin. He's a warrior. The assassin yeah. of all assassins. The fact that he was hitting all these threes. Um, but I actually think him getting hurt hurt the Raptors. I really do. Like you think, but the, the, fact that, the fact that Durant came out that strong, hit three threes, and Toronto was somehow only down six. They would have weathered that storm. It didn't feel like six. It didn't though, did feel. It? That's yeah, why it felt I, like a tsunami. Coming. It felt like that time where it's like you know when like the Warriors were down five at half a game two, like I was saying, and it's like how is that possible? They're getting dominated. Yeah. But I think they would have eventually figured out what to do with Durant and realized that he was just camping out behind the arc and not moving a lot. I think they would have been able to exploit him on defense. Um, and if anything, seeing that moment of sadness. Toronto fans, I think, getting way too much blowback for they thought it was a over, momentary. Right? Oh, oh dude, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. This this is a country that's never hoisted a trophy. This is a team that's never been there. They're a game away, and the best, arguably the best player in the world, you know, goes down for a second, and it's a turnover, and the ball's going the other way. Of course, there's going to be momentary like, yeah, and like, were they a little rude about it? Of course. I just think every fan base would have done it, and we act like sitting courtside or in the stands, you're able to see what we all saw on TV, that the guy's Achilles exploded. If they had seen that, no yeah. one's cheering. No, yeah, like, like, oh, geez. Ten seconds later, they're chanting his name. They realize they were wrong. Like, they're drinking all day. This is game, you know, clinching game. Give this country a break, people. My God. But I think it did fire up. It fired up the Warriors to unite Fi- and be like, we're doing this for Kevin. It, it made their defense a lot better without Kevin, I think, because I don't think he could move laterally very well. Um, and yeah, I, and there was probably I some letdown from the Raptors, yes. right? Like, oh well, they lost just KD. Just like Houston All right, Game Five, you. Houston Game Five just stops playing. They're like yeah. Durant's I mean, out. Chris Paul and that. I, I'll never forget how bad he was in yeah. that game. Uh, I think he was three for fourteen. Uh, but all right, so there's our picks for Game Six. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure I made a pick, but I'm gonna go Raptors first half. Oh, Raptors first half. Raptors is first half. I like because, like I said, I just think they're gonna be like we blew it, and they're gonna play the hardest half they've ever played. 
and then I could see them see again it, getting a, a little scared at the moment. Do, oh, let's see if they have a first half. So, uh, first half spread is Warriors favored by one and a half. Yeah, you like Raptors. In the That's game. like how you were saying how you like to play the the roller coaster of player props. That's how I kind of like to do halves sometimes. I always feel like if a team starts out slow, they'll that'll be you know a big. Um, you know, talking point in the coaches' meetings. And, Interesting. Uh, I always expect certain teams to come out stronger after uh, after putting up a dud mm-hmm. in, a, in a half. All right. So he likes uh, first half Raptors. I'll go Warriors money line, the under, and then the props we spoke about. All right. For Sean Hurley, he I'm Jason McIntyre. Thank apple you for time, listening. Time. Remember, subscribe, rate, and review. Enjoy Game Six.